Hey, it's the Left Coasters podcast. I'm Dangles. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And you can find the Left Coasters on Facebook as well as Instagram at the Left Coasters podcast. Always hit us up with your comments and your questions and we will get them on the show. Thank you for listening. And welcome, everyone, to week 10 of the Left Coasters podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Bowserini, breaking down the NFL and the Los Angeles Rams, the Los Angeles Chargers, and playoffs to come in L.A. A wonderful time to be a fan. We had a great week of football. We're here to dissect it all. The Rams lose their first game of the season, but the Chargers continue their winning streak both these teams, gentlemen, before we go on further, both these teams, how lucky are we to have awesome football in L.A.? Both these teams continue to be juggernauts in the NFL. As a Detroit Lions fan, I can tell you right now, it is amazing to be in Southern California as a sports fan. Absolutely. Uh, I have something to root for. I have something to look forward to. I have potentially two playoff teams to look forward to. There's uh, you know, there's just all kinds of excitement here in Los Angeles, so I can't, I can't complain. And a big, uh, I think, tip of the cap to Jared Goff and the Rams offense this week, Even even though they did lose, they engineered an incredible comeback. They yeah. were down by a lot uh, in that game against the New Orleans Saints, and they were able to get back into a, uh, within a couple of points, and obviously they didn't pull it out in the end. But I think that go- if there were any questions about whether Jared Goff was able to lead his team back from down by a lot, I think he answered those questions this past Sunday. Absolutely, and we will break down the Rams and Chargers games on our Thursday show when we do the Battle for LA section. We will also have a Pick'em Challenge in that show where yours truly is still the defending uh, leader. I'm not the champion yet. Not taking the throne away from Brian just yet, but hey, it's getting close. Today, however, we have our gravestones to end the game, and we're doing the November Friskies. The calendar has turned. We are in the month of November, and it's time to tell you what teams that we think could, uh, they, they might be a little bit frisky. You can't just knock them out quite yet, but we'll get to that in a second. First, I want to say we are the Left Coasters Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, the Left Coasters Podcast. You can reach us at Gmail, the Left Coasters Podcast at Gmail. And we are here on SoundCloud on iTunes, and thank you for listening. It's been a wonderful season so far. It's getting exciting times now. We're now in the double-digit weeks, guys. Week 10. We we have officially passed through halfway through. We're in November. These games, they start to get cold. A little bit of snow starts falling down. They start to get interesting. Are you you worried at all about uh, some teams out there that might be uh, leaders right now but are sort of falling apart quite late? It's It's starting to look interesting. I'm kind of looking at this NFC North uh, yeah. after this Detroit Lions Minnesota game and a Green Bay loss and a Chicago win. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, uh, situation to be very in this. interesting. But we have a couple divisions like that. We've got some divisions we're going to obviously break down here in a second. But the divisions are the are the things that I'm looking at more specifically because we're going into that second half of the season where the NFL has conveniently scheduled a lot of these teams playing their interdivisional oh, yeah. rivals. There's still a lot of teams left over that still have to play uh, two te- uh, one one or two teams twice. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of strategery kind of happening in this in this next half of the season, and and things are going to get super interesting. Did you just drop a strategery? Did 
Sure did. I was okay, going to wonder. I was going to ask about that as well. I think the two most interesting divisions in in the NFL right now are the NFC East and the NFC North. Because in the NFC North, you've got a are they for real sort of team with the Chicago Bears, who week by week, I don't know, they're a tough team to buy into just because there is some still some inconsistency there. But I'm I'm becoming more and more of a believer in the Chicago Bears uh, and the NFC East. I have no idea where to even go with that. What a crap I mean, shoot, Dallas man. could be good one night, and Washington could be good another night, and we're still not sure if the Eagles are suffering from a Super Bowl hangover. I, I honestly have no idea which way to go in that. So those are probably two of the divisions that I'm most excited about watching the rest of the season. Well, let's do that right now. We're going to go through the November Friskies. We did this in October, and we had a lot of fun during it. We're going to go division by division. You know who the good teams are. You know who the bad teams are. But what about those middle teams, the teams that it might be 3-4 and four, or maybe even 3-5? and five. Maybe the team's 5-3. and three. If your team, let's say the Rams, have this team on the schedule, can you write down a win, or is there a chance that this team might be frisky enough to steal a win from a juggernaut. Maybe they might not make a wild card team, but they might steal a game here and there in November and December. So we're going to go division by division and give out the November friskies. We're starting in, in the AFC and going to the AFC East where Dangles' Patriots came, uh, saw Aaron Rodgers come into town and said, nope, Still Tom Brady. Still Tom Brady. We're still the champion. We're moving on. So, uh, Brian, the ballerina, we gave the AFC East to you. So, my friend, tell us who your November Friskies are in the AFC East. I don't really have one per se. I wow. Th- I, I really don't think any of these teams are frisky outside of the New England Patriots. Yeah, they're, they're just, they're just they're Super good. Bowl frisky. Yeah. Let's, let's, put them, let's put them in that category. But if you're going to say a team, you might be able to say the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the one cap or the one feather in their cap is going to be their uh home record they're four and one yeah so anybody who's going i I would say they're gonna they're gonna they are late season ruiners frisky i think whoever's gonna go to their home yeah uh, field it uh advantage um at the end of the year thinking they're gonna get themselves in a position to go into the playoffs they've got to be extra careful and when you look at the teams like the jacksonville jaguars who have to go to miami at the end of the year mm-hmm. uh the minnesota vikings mm-hmm. have to have to play miami they're they're gonna ruin somebody's uh late season hopes yeah. i think i think uh potentially and that's about it that's kind of about it. I think with Brock Osweiler running running this offense, Adam Gase uh, just trying to make things happen, they're they're going to surprise some people, but I, I don't see them in that wild card position. I don't think they're frisky at all. I think you're missing a team, and I I know he just threw four interceptions. But Do that, not say the Jets. That Jets defense is really good. Yeah, man, but you know what? When you're three and five. Understood, but if you're playing the Jets, you have to account for that defense. You might not be able to do what you want to do on offense when you're playing them. Sure, Sam Darnold might not beat you, but they're just frisky enough to make a make a juggernaut wink. I think they might be next year frisky uh, <laughs> uh, with with the way Sam Darnold is playing uh-huh. so I, I think there's a lot of hope but I believe what they have to do in New York is they have to start accumulating talent on that offensive, yes, offensive side of the ball to give them a chance. And now we're going to be hitting up the AFC North where Greg Williams coaches Cleveland Browns in a great game to defeat the Kansas... Oh, no, wait. The Browns lost yeah, again. Yeah, it was 34-3. The Browns lost again. So, diggity dangles, we gave the AFC North to you. Let me know who's good, who's bad, and who are the November Friskies. I think we can say the Pittsburgh Steelers are good yes. at this point. Yes. Even if Le'Veon Bell doesn't come back, and I believe he has until November 13th to... 
uh, sign his franchise uh, tender. Otherwise, he can't play this season. So the clock is ticking on Le'Veon Bell. Even if he doesn't come back, though, James Conner and and that offense have proven that they're they're doing just fine. I I think the two teams that are frisky here are the Bengals and the Ravens. Yes. So let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to call them comfortably comfortably frisky. Mm. I think there's a lot of upside to this team. Joe Mixon is absolutely for real. Tyler Boyd is top 20 in the league in catches and receiving yards and touchdowns. And Andy Dalton is right up there with 17 touchdown passes of his own. The remaining schedule is winnable. Um, they do have to play New Orleans, Pittsburgh, and and uh, the Chargers. And A.J. Green is hurt. Yes. Uh, and he's going to be out for at least a couple of weeks with a toe issue, I believe. So, but, so now but, that Boyd, those Boyd catches are now getting covered by the number one cornerback on every team. That's true. But I think this is an opportunity for Tyler Boyd to step up and be that number one receiver. I think mm-hmm. he's shown he has a penchant for that. And it's also an opportunity for John Ross to step up and prove that he's worth a first-round draft pick that they took him on back in 2017. I think this is a good football team. I don't think you can just walk out there and assume this is a Bengals team you're going to run all over like some of these squads in the past. I think you have to account for them on your schedule every single week. I like them as comfortably frisky comfortably in the frisky. AFC North. Okay. And then there's the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to call them depressingly frisky. <laughs> um, look, we know their defense is good. They have the second-fewest points allowed in the NFL. The Titans are the only team that have allowed fewer points and they've got playmakers at each of their skill positions Alex Collins Joe we've seen John Brown and the rapport he's developed with Joe Flacco um, and they're in a division that isn't over yet and looking at some of these other divisions in the AFC I can see a wild card spot very easily landing in the AFC North so the question is you know whether Baltimore or Cincy is going to play the better last seven games of the season I think because yeah. that's, that's exactly where I think that final wild card spot could fall they do have a tough schedule left to play they got to play Kansas City Atlanta Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati and the Chargers um, and then I I think they need to get a little bit more creative if they want offense, if they want to get uh, get past the Cincinnati Bengals here. I would love to see them use Lamar Jackson like New Orleans uses Taysom Hill. He's, yeah. I mean, he's an athlete. The guy, the option him out as a wide receiver, do some of this wild stuff. That's that 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 Ravens offense is so milk toast and predictable. Yes, it is. I really think if they if they, they they might try and throw some different looks out there. It's really working for the Carolina Panthers. Depressingly frisky. Depressingly a, frisky. A, the Baltimore Ravens. Fantastic job by you, Dangles. That's perfect. Uh, the AFC South, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing again. I don't think the AFC South has a team that's just good. I also don't think the AFC South has a team that's just bad. I think all four of these teams are not a, a give or take win or loss from in any game uh, out there. I think they're all frisky in their own way. The division leader right now is Houston. I'm going to call them luckily frisky because they have a six-game winning streak, and every single game, I don't know how they won those games. Every game comes down to the last second. Brian McManus this uh, this past Sunday, again, my, my favorite team, the Denver Broncos, blew another game where McManus misses not one but two long field it. goals to win a two-point game. Houston is luckily frisky. They are leading that division with a two-and-a-half game lead on everybody. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out because right behind them is Tennessee, and I'm calling Tennessee smash-mouthingly frisky because you cannot head to Tennessee and leave without a couple of bruises all over your body. That defense comes to play. They have playmakers all over the field, and they will punch you in the mouth. And that offense, too. Derrick Henry's not that great, but he's a tough man to tackle, and Deion Lewis is a is a shifty man back there. I think Marcus Mariota can do just enough to make them a frisky team. Tennessee, smash-mouthingly frisky. Jacksonville, stupidly frisky. I think this is the stupidest team in the NFL. They have so many playmakers everywhere, and it all falls on Blake Bortles' shoulders, and he just can't hold it together. Doug Marone, I don't think Doug Marone can get this team uh, together fast enough to have them make a run, but still, you cannot count that defense out. Jacksonville, stupidly frisky. Finally, Indy, my favorite team in this division. They are the last team right now, but I think they have an offense that's good enough to make them frisky. I'm calling them 
Peyton Manning frisky because they have a quarterback back there with a cannon rocket arm, and that man can win you any game. That offense is clicking. They can put up points on anybody. The question is, can the defense hang on long enough to give Andrew Luck a chance to win? Indy is Peyton Manning frisky. Watch out for Indy the end of the season. I'm telling you right now. Let's move on to the AFC West. Going back to the Ball Arena, break down the last AFC division we have. Who's frisky in the AFC West? Well, with the AFC West, we obviously know the Kansas City Chiefs are, are world beaters at this yes, moment in good. time. They're too good. Mm-hmm. Too good. Uh, and you've got the Los Angeles uh, Chargers at 6-2. and two. You've got the Denver Broncos at 3-6 and six, and the Oakland Raiders at 1-7. and seven. We'll move the Oakland Raiders out of this yes, discussion yeah, just, just for the moment. I think they're just bad. When we look at the Los Angeles Chargers, I think we're looking at late-season heroics frisky mm-hmm. i think they are a team that because what we saw in seattle this week specifically what we saw was a team that is is poised to beat good teams they're at that cusp they might be just outside let's call it the top six teams in the in, in the league they are a afc contender yeah i sure. think they're going to come into this season and what they need is they need philip rivers to be all kinds of of late season frisky to keep this momentum going. Hopefully they get their special teams in order yeah, with with, with this Christ. new kicker. What's good news about that to all the Chargers fans listening? Their their new kicker it was ten for ten while while uh, Sturgis was was uh, on injured uh, injured reserve or yeah. he was on injury uh, uh, protocol for the last couple of weeks. So they've got a chance, I think, to go into this late late season and and make some late season heroics and really push for maybe that second or third spot in the in the AFC and and get themselves uh, potentially yeah. potentially in a high seed at the wild card position and then make their way into the playoffs and and hopefully beat that those middle level uh, playoff teams. They, they still have the they still have a game against Kansas City. There's a chance they could win that. Division, but again, that kicker, man, it's always the kicker. It's always on the little things. I don't know if they have the the capability of beating Kansas City because of how high, how high powered Kansas City is. But LA can be that team that gets somebody on their on their lowest performing day for sure. and make them pay. So for that's sure. what I'm looking for. And you got Denver. Uh, you know, it's hard to call them any kind of frisky. I, really? Yeah, God because I know you love Denver. Uh, I think Dangles and I have been on record for calling them pretty mediocre throughout the, the, the season. I think Case, Keenum, Case Keenum is the reason why I'm not putting them in any I can't, category. I can't tell you the number of times I said yesterday. Uh, I, turned, I turned to Tony during that game and I said, Case Keenum if you want, uh, <laughs> Before you no, go no. on, who led them down that game-winning drive to and Brian McManus missed a game-winning field goal? If Brian McManus hits that field goal, Case Keenum just wins them a game. Case Keenum, he's not the best, but he is good enough in Denver, and that defense can hold them together. They deserve to be frisky. I'm sorry. They no, do. they don't. If anything, I think Demarius Thomas put it quite well. Uh, over here in Houston, we like to win. And fuck Demarius Thomas. What did he do yesterday? But I'll tell you what, though. That's I think there's a winning culture in Houston that isn't happening in in Denver at the moment. And I think if anybody's to blame, it's Vance Joseph. Mm. It's mm, it's yeah, the head coach. Yeah. I seat. think he had some terrible uh, uh, play calling uh, in that game, and I think he is a clear clear reason why they aren't better than what they are. And I think John Elway's got some decision making. All right, let's move on to the NFC. We're going to do the NFC November Friskies right now. We're going to head over to Diggity Dangles first here. Which uh, well, yeah, you have the NFC. North. This division's really tight. There's a lot of my my team is not looking too good in it, but the NFC North. Let me know who's the November Friskies for the NFC North. 
I think you've got uh, three teams in this division that are potentially frisky. I don't know that it's been it's it's wrapped up yet. Let's 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 start by calling a spade a spade. The Lions are not good. Nope. Yes. Uh, the Lions Correct. are a bad team. I don't think we need to talk about them uh, in this in in this conversation. Uh, so let's start uh, with Tony with your Green Bay Packers. I'm going to call them frighteningly frisky because they're pretty much one Aaron Rodgers injury away from being the farthest thing from frisky in the entire world. Um, <laughs> he he and he alone makes this team frisky. And I also think that Aaron Jones is a potential workhorse every down RB1 if they used him enough. And, and God, I, let's I, mean, do I, it. I think Devontae Adams is among the best wide receivers in the league. And Minnesota's struggling. It could be the opening that Green Bay needs. But again, so much rises and falls with Aaron Rodgers and this team. Uh, and we we know the play calling isn't always there on the coaching side of things. And the coaching the coaching is, is lackluster at times. So that that's what makes me say that they are frighteningly frisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they definitely have the potential of falling out of being frisky. You know, it's interesting. In October, we did these friskies and I had the NFC North and I called Chicago frighteningly frisky only only because they were the most frightening defense in the league at the time not the way you use frighteningly but good job by you what's on I have the same feeling that Denver has for Green Bay not that they're comparable in their quarterback play per se but they give me the same kind of feeling so if you want to go back to that I think the Denver Broncos might be frightening but that's a great that's a great 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 call all right Dangles what's next okay well let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings I like think they are underwhelmingly frisky Um, I want them to be more frisky like and I think everybody expects them to be a lot friskier, if not not even in the conversation because they were so good at this point. Um, I guess the one upside is if the Dalvin Cook that we saw this past week, if that's Dalvin Cook that we can expect going forward, he gives them a huge boost as far as uh, moving towards a more comfortable level of frisky. But Kirk Cousins has to start playing better. That's the bottom line here. Mm-hmm. The quarterback, they need better quarterback play. He fumbles the ball a lot. I think he's got like four or five fumbles already on the season. They need to do a better job of, of ball security and not turning it over when he's dropping back. Uh, I don't know if that's something they got to work on with the line or with him, but anyway. Uh, so I'm going to call them underwhelmingly frisky. I think they're still in a good position, though. Um, yes, and, that, they are. and then that leaves the Chicago Bears, who are le- leading the division right now. I'm going to call them solidly frisky. Yeah. This team has yes. proven that they can play. Mitch Trubisky is the real deal. The defense does not need Khalil Mack to be one of the best, and I think they're like second in the league in turnover differential. They're yeah. very, very good at taking the ball away. They don't give it up a lot. It's a complete team, and and Matt Nagy has these guys believing in themselves. I like the Chicago Bears. I think they're a safe, frisky team in the NFC North right now. I will say, and this is nothing against the Chicago Bears because they did not make their schedule, but their past three games have been against cupcakes. So I'd like to see the Chicago Bears beat a good team before I call them solid. But yes, they are leading that division and they are winning games based on that defense, for sure. That's it. That's all all of them. (laughs) Let's move on now to the NFC East. Yes. Brian, the ballerina, Balzarini. NFC East, my man, who is frisky? Well, uh, I think it's fair to say that of this NFC East, there is no team right now that is pulling away. So everybody's in play, yeah. I think, for the most part. Uh, except um, for the Giants. Except for the Giants. We'll obviously call them <laughs> what, what they are. They're just terrible and are uh, vying for that first overall pick coming up. Yes. Uh, but we're here, we're now, and I think the three teams that could that are going to be vying for a frisky title are the Washington Redskins, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Washington Redskins are are battered frisky. Yeah, for for sure. Holy for sure. Moly. Did they lose half of their their starters what seemed like to to injury, but they've got three guys that went down, uh three important guys uh including offensive linemen who went down for this team. I think it's also worth noting that they are not a good team and it was well well uh pointed out by the commentators uh this past uh week for the Fox uh news broadcast that they're not a good team. Mm-mm. 
when they get behind. Yeah, they're not. They they they're not ha- built for it. They have to be a team that gets out, that gets out rolling. In fact, uh, Gruden was quoted as saying this week, "Well, we'll find out if we ever get behind. We'll, what kind of team we are." They literally have not been behind this year. So 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 I think we're discovering with the Washington Redskins coming at a bad time, uh, being tested and and coming up with injuries. They've got a scary proposition for the next couple weeks. That that they've got a they've got some big question marks, yeah. and they've got uh, I, I think a Philadelphia Eagles team, which is legitimate. Frisky. Yes, I think this I is agree. when the Philadelphia Eagles kind of make their pattern towards the the winning of this conference or re- re- winning winning of this division at the very least. So I think for the most part, the, the the Philadelphia Eagles, with the addition of Golden Tate, have that faith that okay, the window's here. Yeah. Washington Redskins are human. They're they're they've got their huge faults. We've got a healthy offensive line. Lane Johnson's healthy. They've got their healthy wide receiver core. They just came off a bye. Carson Wentz should be prepared for this next week and the season of uh, uh, the gauntlet that yep. is at the end of the season. So I think they're legitimately frisky. And the Dallas Cowboys, I, I'm hesitant to give them a frisky moniker, but I will say that they're they're an eight and eight frisky. Mm. Uh, because I think that the Dallas Cowboys have, have lost every game that they should have lost and have won every game that they should have won. I don't know. This past Monday was kind of a telltale sign. They they should have beat Tennessee. They should have been up big well, on I, them. Well, I think it. it's I think it's more Tennessee being Tennessee than Dallas being Dallas. Yeah. I think Dallas unfortunately is an eight and eight team. I yeah. think they're they're not going to make the playoffs this year. But much like the Miami Dolphins, they could find themselves in a position of ruining somebody else's season. I uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I think Dallas would be lucky to get to eight and eight. That defense is solid, though. I love their two young linebackers. But let's move on now to the NFC West. I gave myself the NFC West, and of course the Los Angeles Rams are just good, period. Thank God they are good. Seattle, however, uh, we did this in uh, October, and I gave Seattle a shittily frisky moniker, and they are much better than that. In November, they are magically frisky because Seattle stays in these games by, by hook or by crook. They are finding themselves in these games late to try and make plays where they can win the game late. They they honestly should have tied the game uh, uh, against the Chargers. They just had a receiver drop the ball in the end zone there. Behind Russell Wilson, behind that offensive line, which is coming together against a really good Chargers team, actually played really, really well. And they it's still tough to go there and win. It is still tough to go to Seattle and win. I think Seattle has some magic beans in the pocket. They are magically frisky. I don't think they're a wild card team, but I think they aren't exactly a W. The other two teams in this division I'm not ready to write off as dead yet because San Fran is intelligently frisky. Whether it's C.J. Bathard, we saw him against the Packers. Whether it's Nick Mullins, we saw him against the Raiders. This team is well-coached and well-schemed. Shanahan is really, really good, guys. And this team wants to play for him and wants to win games. They're sick and tired of getting early draft picks. They're not very good this year because of all these injuries, and they could have easily given up, but they haven't behind their coach. They are intelligently frisky, and you have to beat them. They're not just going to roll over. Lastly, it's Arizona. (laughs) And Arizona, uh, last time in October, I gave Arizona a minutely frisky. I think they've gotten a little bit worse. I think they're diminutively frisky because Josh Rosen Rosen can throw the ball and that offense can make some plays. Obviously, the team is not good and needs another year. Byron Leftwich calling the plays now actually has a good head on his shoulders and moving the team forward. I'm excited to see what he does. I think there's a small chance in every game Arizona plays that they can come out and win the game, so I'm giving them a diminutively frisky ranking for the November Friskies. Our final division, Diggity Dangles, the Chinese Chicken. You have the NFC South. Give it to me. Okay, so the NFC South. Uh, I think we. Uh, it's safe to say that the New Orleans Saints are very, very good. Yes, uh, hands down I, uh, good. We don't need to talk about them. Uh, and I think it's safe to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers stink. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not really willing to put them into the frisky conversation. I just don't. It's I magic. Do not. I think you can. You 
you can get away with having a, a committee at running back. I do not think you can get away with having a committee <laughs> like at the pitchers, quarterback man. position. It just doesn't work that way in this kind of uh, NFL. You can't just plug and play a QB. This isn't going to work like like uh, like it does at Alabama with Nick Saban, you know, using Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. You just can't. It just doesn't work that way. So I don't think they're in this conversation at all. Uh, so that leaves the Panthers and the Falcons. I think the Panthers are elusively frisky. This is one of the hottest teams in football on yeah. offense right now. I love what they're doing uh, using every single player on their offense to run the ball. They're getting Cam involved. They're obviously giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey to run it either between the tackles or outside. They love giving it to him uh, to run a sweep play uh, uh, in in the red zone. It almost always works from like 10 yards or inside. You just sweep and have have the, the guard too pull. Too much speed. Yeah, man. no, he's just too fast to, to bring down. And they've had they had some incredible runs in that offense. Curtis Samuel had one of the most like incredible the just all over the place runs that you'll ever see. Uh, I think they're going to be really difficult because they throw so much at you on offense. They have a tough schedule left, though. They still have to play the Saints twice yeah, uh, the do. rest of the season. So I think they're elusively frisky just because right now they're one of the hardest teams in the NFL to wrap up. Uh, and that leaves the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who I'm going to call we found our mojo frisky uh, <laughs> because they're finally feeling it. They've, they're winners of three straight. They're feeling it on offense. Matt Staff- or Matt Stafford. Matt Ryan is on his way to a monster statistical I season. Uh, the run game has found its groove. Even with Devontae Freeman out, you got Tevin Coleman, who's been very solid, and Ito Smith is a hard-nosed runner. I like what I've seen out of him so far. Julio finally scored, and Calvin Ridley continues to impress. We know they're not good on defense, but that's been a, a product of injuries. But in, in this league, you don't have to, especially this year, it's very clear to me, you don't have to have a good defense to win. You know, you, if you put up enough points, you're, you're going to be able to win eventually. I think the team's better than its record shows, uh, and I'm going to call them, we found our mojo for it's like I would say it's like confidently frisky. I like it. I like it. And those are your November frisky rankings. Again, tried and true, these left coaches, we know what we're talking about here. That's who you have to worry about if your team's playing them on the schedule, the November friskies. But now let's move on to everyone's favorite game. It's time for Gravestones. Left Coasters. And welcome, Left Coasters, to everyone's favorite game, the Gravestone Game. This is where each host, each week, takes a team to put into the ground to say they will not make the playoffs at the end of this season. By the end of this Gravestone Game in Week 17, we will have 20 teams in the ground and only 12 remaining. And if those 12 teams make the playoffs, well, hey, we've done our job in predicting the future. So, the key is... Tony is going first this week. Brian is going second. Dangles is in third. We're doing this due to last week's pick'em rankings where Dangles again stinks. So <laughs> Dangles is in trouble because it's one game off. When Dangles when Dangles goes this week, he cannot choose a team that the other two hosts have chosen. So we have a chance to put Dangles in the hot seat. And the conference this week, Dangles, is going to be the NFC. Yes. The two teams in the grave pool, meaning we've killed them, uh, all three of us have killed them throughout the week, so the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants. The rest of us have a plethora of other teams, which we will go over now in Gravestones. Thank you all for attending this week. It's another sad week as we have to put another three dogs into the ground. In past weeks, I have killed the Arizona Cardinals, the Detroit Lions, and the Dallas Cowboys. This week, I will be adding a team that does not know who their best quarterback is, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have so many playmakers on offense, a decent offensive line, and their defense is in shambles. It doesn't matter whether it's Jameis or Fitzmagic, 
this team will not do enough in that tough division to make the playoffs. And with that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the grave pool as all of us have killed them. So let us bow our head for a moment of silence for that Florida team. Brian, you are up next. Bye, Fitz. In past weeks, you've killed the Chicago Bears, which not looking good. Nope. The Arizona Cardinals, and yes, those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So who this week will you choose to add? This week, I will be reluctantly be... <sighs> who are you going to go with, big guy? I'll be putting the Detroit Lions. Oh, that hurts. Into what I think is the general grave pool. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I had to come around to it at some point. Yes, you did. The Detroit Lions are officially out of this race. Yes, they are. Matt Patricia, the Detroit Lions, they kind of should start putting everything in fire sale mm-hmm. and start rebuilding this thing, mm-hmm. getting this thing back in mode because mm-hmm. you're losing to the Chicago Bears and Mitchell Trubisky. The season's over. Yeah. Goodbye, my Lions. And with that, we bow our head again for a moment of silence for those wearing Honolulu blue. And now we could turn to the diggity himself. By Golden. Dangles. In past weeks, you've killed those Tampa Bay and Detroit Lions. And you've also killed the Seattle Seahawks last week, or a couple weeks ago, in just a stupid move. But this week, I believe you have an out, and will you take it? I will. This week, I'll be killing the Arizona Cardinals. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, While he is a good quarterback, any team that decides on their final drive of a game that this is the time they want to bring in their rookie quarterback to lead their team to victory down two points with two minutes left. That team is not going to make the playoffs. Still the most baffling decision this year, like rivals Sean McDermott starting Nathan Peterman in the middle of the season last year for no reason, like right up there. And six weeks later, Dangles choose to kill a team. And now that adds Arizona to a five-team NFC death pool. The 49ers, the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Lions, the Cardinals. Bow our heads one last time, and we'll see you on the other side. And that is all for the Gravestones and our Tuesday show of the Left Coasters podcast. If you are listening to this on your way to vote, good on you. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, the Left Coasters podcast, on Gmail, the Left Coasters podcast at gmail.com. I am Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzarini. We will be back on Thursday with the Battle for LA and our weekly Pick'em section. Thank you again for listening. And as always, Chargers Charge. Am I the only one doing that? now Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. 
Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.